Hey everyone, if you like the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast, you might also appreciate the I Like Beer, the podcast. Listening is like being a fly on the wall of the pub with a few of your favorite mates having a pint. These professional beer appreciators have plenty of stories to share on everything from the mating habits of penguins to their behind-the-scenes brewery experiences. Check out the I Like Beer, the podcast, wherever you are listening to this show, or head to ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And I am very excited for you. Um, I love that you guys are taking a chance and doing it, and um, I can't wait to try it myself and, and get out there. Appreciate Thank that. You. And I, I appreciate not only having us on the podcast, but doing this podcast because mm-hmm. we have, <laughs> we listened to it like all during that. It, it was part of that. Um, I don't even know how I, how I found your podcast originally, but it was part of one of those mornings where we would sit around and have coffee and had nowhere to go because our, you know, our works were shut down. We would listen to this podcast getting inspired for our shop, hearing other professionals. So yeah. thank you very much because this, this podcast has been very helpful to us. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to record that and use it in an advertisement. <laughs> I'm going to keep that Definitely. on tape. <laughs> Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where I bring you the stories of coffee professionals, entrepreneurship, and coffee education. Today, I'm joined by Katie Weatherington and Tom Haddix. They're the husband and wife team behind Lucky Coffee, which will soon be opening in Poway, California. So far on this show, I've chatted with a lot of established roasters about how they've adapted to the pandemic. I have a lot of experience in hospitality, but nothing like what the last two years have been. Now we're seeing the first waves of entrepreneurs who are coming of age, so to speak, during the pandemic era. Katie and Tom are starting their business knowing that a pandemic is a possibility. It is a unique position to be starting a traditional business. Everything they are planning for will have this experience as a foundational element. They, and entrepreneurs everywhere, will be asking themselves, if what they are starting is pandemic-proof. Personally, I've been wondering if that will make for less entrepreneurs willing to take on the risk of opening a new business. Or maybe there will be more because the early days of the pandemic gave some people time to dream, or time to plan, or time to panic. Whatever the future holds, we'll probably still be wanting a good, solid cup of coffee. I know that's what the team at Lucky is hoping they bring to Poway. I'm obligated to tell you to head to RoastWestCoast.com if you want to subscribe to the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast newsletter. I don't know why you wouldn't. There are show recaps, more coffee news, education, and updates on what is happening with guests and partners of the show. The newsletter is always free, but we don't mind if you decide to pay for a subscription or just buy us a cup of coffee if you've been appreciating this content. I feel pretty lucky every time I see a new name on that email list, and every time I get to open a fresh roasted bag of coffee, grind about 22 grams of it, heat up some water in the kettle, and make myself a pour-over. I'm going to go do that now, and I hope that you've already done so, because it is time for this week's Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast interview with Katie Weatherington and Tom Haddix, the founders, operators, purveyors, entrepreneurs, dreamers, behind Lucky Coffee. 
welcome to the show. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet <laughs> you. I think we have a lot of friends of friends in the in the coffee world, but we've never met. Before. No. Well, I've been stuck in this closet for a long time. I don't come <laughs> out uh, in between podcasts. I just stay here and wait for the next okay. one. Hopefully you get deliveries. <laughs> That's the beauty of the world we live in is deliveries. Like, <laughs> I don't honestly know why I would ever go back to a store other than <laughs> just wanting to get out of the house. And yeah. I use coffee shops for that purpose, for that socializing. So, yeah. I do want to start with, just for the record, if you could just state kind of what your name is, the name of your business, and your job titles, and maybe like your favorite childhood toy, just to kind of get us going. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm Katie Weatherington. I'm the owner of Lucky Coffee Company, and my favorite childhood toy like a hula hoop, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was a very like outdoorsy kid. I loved like jumping on the trampoline, climbing trees. So anything outside, I guess. Uh, my name is Tom Haddix. I'm co-owner of Lucky Coffee and overall general manager. And I was pretty much on a skateboard until my teens. And then I was behind an instrument. So uh, not a lot of toys, but skateboard comes. Yeah, the time, I, sure. I guess so. For sure. I think about I'm on the wrong side of 40, just barely. But like when I think about having toys as a kid, there was, it seemed like a much bigger deal. And when I, my friends who have kids now, their toys are video games. So yeah. I've been asking kind of this kind of question or just to kind of see like what people do. I don't even think about video games when I think about childhood. Yeah. <laughs> they were definitely there, but I, yeah, it's funny. I do because I re very clearly remember when Nintendo came out and uh, my family owned a restaurant. My dad got a Nintendo from a food vendor and oh, wow. I was so excited. And I remember him putting it on a very high shelf and telling me that I could play with it after I paid him the full retail value of the Nintendo by working <laughs> oh as a dishwasher <laughs> for the restaurant. Yeah. Amazing. What a great learning experience. It was. <laughs> I would do the same thing to a kid, to a child if I had one. I want to, before we get too far into this, I do want to clarify on your at Lucky Coffee Instagram, it says coming spring 2022, Old Poway Village. What is the status of the business now? And then is Lucky Coffee going to be a roastery that serves coffee or a coffee shop that has its own coffee blends? Okay. So first off, yeah, Lucky Coffee right now, as it stands, we're just doing pop-ups we were doing like online bag sales for a little while. Um, but yeah, coming uh, Old Poway Village 2022, we have a space actually in Old Poway Village. Um, we have signed the lease and everything. So this summer, we're going to be taking over this little 400 square foot suite and turning it into a little brick and mortar shop for us. We as of right now, are not roasting our own coffee, but we're working actually with Mark from Make Good Coffee. Um, and he has been so kind to invite us in. We've been like doing special curated roasts, like specifically to our palate. We've been doing like cuppings and developing it that way. And that's the road we're going to take now. So he's kind of like 
our roaster in the back room, basically. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons I was interested in talking to you is that you are in this beginning phase. Like you've been in coffee and you have a business, but there's this window of time where you're not open yet, but you're not nothing either. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a strange limbo that we're in right now, just like a waiting game. But it's uh, been really great. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I opened my mouth there for anyone listening who can't see me it just, <laughs> and they pause, but it's been really great because why, and, and I was just going to ask how has like, how do you deal with the emotional part of the waiting? Yeah, <laughs> that's been uh, kind of hard. Well, but it's been great. The waiting is, it's better, bittersweet. So it's good because we have time to really uh, take our time to do all the plans and all the like the city planning kind of thing, um, the ugly side of like having a business. Um, so we can take our time with that. But it is like, oh, we see all these other coffee shops doing so many fun things. And we're just like, can't wait to like, just be a part of that and to like serve our community, you know? Plus the spot we have, that area is, there's such a demand for coffee there. There's yeah. a farmer's market out our front door every Saturday. There's, there's a like a brewery winery type situation there and there's, but there's no coffee and it's a very walkable part of Poway. It's a very beautiful park. And uh, it's just like kind of, we drive past it every week. I play in a church band down the street and every Sunday morning we drive past our empty spot and we're like so close. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a date? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have an anticipated opening that? Yes, we, we do get the keys uh, June 1st. There's a chance maybe in May. What happened is we went through a whole process of a spot that was going to be perfect for us. And the current tenants were considering leaving. So we kind of just got going and going and going. And then after five months of like, you know, checking my email every 10 minutes, um, we finally, they're finally like, yeah, we're just going to stay. Mm. So, yeah. So they're, yeah. Seeing their lease to fruition. So now we're just waiting for them to get out of our spot. So we can move <laughs> in. Yeah. It, so. It, it, it's not awkward when you're just hanging out in their store now and like taking measurements. They're not even like um, anything close to like food and beverage. They're just like offices. So it's, yeah. it's, um, it's even a little bit more frustrating. Like obviously if there was a, another store there, I would be more than happy to let them, but it's like, everyone's working from home yeah. anyways. Come on. <laughs> okay. I want to back up a little bit at least and just kind of start with some of your backstories about coffee and just ask you, where did coffee become something that you thought was interesting and became interesting? Like, did you have an experience that you were like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something. The next step would be kind of what led you on the path of going, this is more than just, I'm going to have coffee in the morning. Yeah, definitely. So for us. Well, I think we, even though we've been together for so long, our coffee journeys are so completely different Yeah, because I didn't really start drinking coffee until like the pandemic until like I got to sit home every morning with my wife and we needed something to do and we would sit and watch, you know, TV and have coffee and I didn't have to rush off to work because I was never the biggest fan of caffeine. I've always loved the taste of coffee. I have like a craft beer background. So the world of coffee has always been interesting, like the, the flavors you can get out of just the roast. So I've always mm -hmm. been a fan of black coffee, but never a drinker. And I've, 
gone to a million places with her and just watched her order. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. She's always been the coffee drinker and not until the pandemic is really when. Yeah. Well, I've always, well, not always, but in the last few years have um, worked as a barista while starting in a restaurant I did. And then I got the little taste of, uh, they had a little old little La, Mar La Morizoco in the corner. <laughs> And um, I would have to pull shots in this. Uh, it was just, it was my first taste of coffee, basically. Um, and I, I learned how to make microfoam, like to steam milk properly. It just kind of sparked something in me. And um, from that point on, I kind of sought out specialty coffee shops. It was really fun. Like Tom said, he was in the brewing industry. It was always really fun going into different shops and seeing their pour over menu and seeing how different origins can lend such different, interesting textures and flavor notes. And it was just such a whole world that I feel like had never been explored. And so it just got me so excited. And so from then on, just every, every opportunity we had. I remember the first, we moved to North Park. Uh, we grew up in Poway and we first moved out of Poway, we moved to North Park in 2014 and i think dark horse only had their original location and i remember yeah. she wanted a cup of coffee and we're like oh we live in the hip neighborhood let's look for the hip coffee and i remember walking in a dark horse when they were only doing pour overs and there was a chalkboard wall of all the different origins and i like had no idea what was going on but it was exciting i'm like this ain't just a black cup of coffee my grandpa's drinking you know it's there's something more going on here and i so it's always been we've always had a craft interest in like that craft world. And I think coffee is just kind of where we are right where now. Stuck, yeah. yeah. We might've been standing in that same line at dark horse in 2014. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a good yeah. chance. Waiting on that one bench outside. Good <laughs> well, that was a learning experience too. The, the idea that you don't just get your coffee in six seconds, you know, from a machine and, I think there's a growth period that everyone goes through when they get into coffee or or beer for that matter of identifying what is of value to them and the experience of someone else making the cup just for them is something that's so unique. Even in beer, you don't get that. Nobody's making a single cup of beer or glass of beer just for you. But in coffee yeah. or tea, you do. Yeah, that is so special. So you like coffee, you're exploring the world of craft coffee, but something inside of you is saying, we want to start our own business. What was kind of that tipping point where you thought, man, I'm going to take this to the next step and take a risk. I mean, you are in the beginning phases of a business, which I'm assuming you're going to have some financial responsibilities and obligations or giving up other opportunities. Why did you decide to do that? Well, I, I've been working in coffee shops running coffee shops, developing coffee programs for restaurants. And I, I'm really good at my job. <laughs> um, I'm so, because I'm so passionate about the coffee and customer service, I love just curating a great experience for someone. And uh, with all this experience, I, I think came to a natural point in saying, why am I working so hard to make all these other people's dreams come true when I can do this for myself, you know? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I'm running, I'm running these other people's businesses so well and so wonderfully. There's a few things that I could tweak, 
there's a few things that I would do differently myself and I think it would be great. So let's try it basically. An another part of it too was this has been in our heads, you know, for the last two years since the pandemic. And a lot of it was we lost our jobs in the restaurant industry and the uncertainty of what the future holds was, well, let's not, let's not leave any more uncertainty and develop our own job. And let's for now on, like if yeah. we like working in the restaurant industry, we've always cared about good service because, you know, you can make a living there in San Diego, especially you get paid minimum wage still. It's not like in some states. So we've always cared about working in the restaurant industry because of the community aspect of it. Just, you know, getting to, especially like, like we work at the beach a lot. You're hanging out with people on vacation most of the time. It's a good time. It's a good place to go to work. Right. So just developing our own, our own job really was, was, was mostly the plan on, yeah. to, on top of always something inside of us needing to own something. Yeah. It's always been there. And I think it just finally, it finally found its way to what, you know, what yeah, it needed to, to be. Where we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So you said two years, that's essentially the beginning of the pandemic, which when you said yeah. that, I thought, well, it hasn't been two years yet, but it really. Was it something that where you all of a sudden had all this free time to kind of let your mind wander and it just was like, man, we should start a business right away. And then it marinated from there. Or was it something that's been kind of progress progressing over the past two years? To me, it was a combination of two things. I, before the pandemic, I was putting a lot of time into some music projects and I really wanted to, I was, I, I, I developed a lifestyle where I had a lot of free time to develop or music. So once touring didn't become a thing anymore and I, I didn't have the energy to really put out the music that I wanted to. And I, I kind of just, you know, had a momentary lapse of what I wanted to do in life. And um, we had the opportunity to buy a coffee cart and we were thinking like, oh, a coffee cart will never go out of business because it's outside. You know, this is in the middle, this is probably May, 2020, right? We're, yeah. we're, we have all this in our head. Like, what are we gonna do now? Let's start a business that's pandemic proof, right? And so we thought a coffee cart, that's going to be outside. People still want to go outside. Yeah, everything's you know? to go. Yeah, everything's to go. And then you can provide that meeting space um, that's still, you know, outside. There's air, uh, like a safe place for people to meet. Yeah. You know? So we bought a cart that summer and it's been in storage for two years. And then so it's just ready to go. So that's why we're hoping once we get those keys in June, it's we're we're ready to go. Well, that's a question. You're talking about the cart being outside, but with the space, is it indoors? What was the impetus to roll it inside? Exactly. So, we took yeah. the we we went full circle and realized that a lot of these shops in San Diego are just getting cart permits and putting them inside, and it's like an easy way to do a you know a fun, more interesting, maybe low cost, low maintenance, easy to manage. You know, maybe between one or two people kind of concept. So. Well, and I just want to clarify for anyone listening, when they say easy, they mean, I think you mean relative to opening a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> still, there's still yes. a lot of work that goes easy. into a cart and even getting permitted for a cart. So <laughs> it's a exactly. process. Exactly. Yes. That's what do you mean. Shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Chris at Coffee Cycle, because he's been an awesome help with yeah. uh, 
with cart stuff because if anyone's been to coffee cycle you can notice his cart definitely went through the ringer of permits and and uh all the all the fun things you gotta you gotta think about when building a cart this is the second time in a week that somebody has said we have a mutual friend in chris or someone else that i had no idea that connection was there oh really so when you said that i was like really like he just knows everyone but also it says something about hospitality being relatively small. There's obviously tons of people that we don't know in hospitality, but it's kind of a Kevin Bacony. We're connected through somebody, through somebody somehow. There's only a couple million people in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> like how many degrees of separation yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah, I think the coffee scene in San Diego is small. And I think that people who are in coffee and who get it really love to support each other. We love to go uh, to the new shop that we heard open, uh, to the old friend, uh, you know, down the street. I think I think we all just love to support each other in any way we can. And going back to Chris, yeah, he's been such a great help for us and really just like an open book with anything, any question, any anything we need, we can go to him, which is really great. Well, I'm gonna edit all of that nice stuff about him out because he's already like so <laughs> got such a big head. <laughs> so you you have a cart, you have a location, you decide on a name, Lucky Coffee. Where did the name come from? What does it mean to you guys? Okay, Lucky Coffee. Well, I think just baseline Lucky Coffee because we are so lucky. Tom and I are born and raised in San Diego. That is like a huge thing of luck, I, I'd say. Uh, we're so fortunate to have like found each other, to have our like relationship together is so lucky. Just having gratitude for everything around us. It kind of evolved into what she's saying because originally it's like, you know, you're starting a business, you got to come up with the fun theme, right? And we've always, we're from Poway, our, our spots, in, it's in Old Poway, which if no one's ever been, it's like an old restored Western town. So the Lucky was like, we were playing with the fun, like, you know, uh, like the original 49ers, like people who came to California looking, looking to get lucky. My grandfather was one of those original people, like died on his, on his death certificate, says gold miner. And I'm like, just thinking of like how many steps, you know, people came from Scotland all the way just for me to be born in San Diego and because they were looking for gold. So it started as this fun, like pioneer Western theme, but then it's like the more we said lucky every day as we're building this business, we're like, aren't we lucky for this? Aren't we lucky for yeah. that? And it's, it's, so it's kind of a fun evolving motto that just started from something fun. Like when you, when you're always starting a project, you got to think of a theme <laughs> and then it finds its own way. Yeah. I love that it's kind of a self-reinforcing positive affirmation to some extent too. Like you're obviously talking about your business all the time, but you're also reminding yourself that things are good. And that's kind of unique. I like that a lot. You just mentioned that you found each other, your husband and wife, I believe. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong in that. Yeah. What has it been like to work on the project together and how you're in a pandemic together, you're starting a business together, you're working together, living together. How do you delineate kind of between work and the rest of your life? Or do you? <laughs> I think that comes back to like 
the name thing. It's we don't know why it works so well, but I guess we're just lucky. Like, <laughs> like people always like, how can you work with your wife? Like people say some negative things to you, like, oh, you're gonna work with what? But it's like, yeah, I like, uh, I like being around her. <laughs> That's why we 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 met in high school in Poway and then uh, never separated. And and things just with the business are just it's to me it's easy. It's- and, I, and I wouldn't want anything more in life than to go to work with my wife every day and hopefully you know we'll have kids one day that could take over the shop and it's just one big ma and pa business that's my ultimate goal you know yeah that's so sweet i think the same thing i think it's just because we have been together for so long it is just a natural thing we don't we don't really think about trying to separate work from like our normal life like it's all just one together yeah. You know, and we don't try and like force that separate kind of being. Sure. I, I have worked with my wife and we've been together a long time as well. And it, I do kind of see parallels between our relationship and running a business because there's this this whole aspect of running your life and the logistics of that plus the relationship part. And you're just adding another component. So yeah. I'm, I'm seeing you guys yeah. looking at each other while you're talking and it's very sweet from this end as well to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're not just saying this for the tape. So it, it's, it's very nice to see. <laughs> if anything, it's the patience you've, I've learned over the years, developing a great relationship is probably going to help with the patience I need to run a business. So mm-hmm. if anything, it's going to, it's going to help the business. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been preparing for when you open for COVID and how has COVID either impacted your planning process or your vision for the future? Because I think it's really unique that you have been planning your business now, knowing that there's a world where COVID exists, where if you had started a year before, you may have an entirely different business plan. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the entire business motto for now is modeled. Sorry, model, model. Um has been a small, easy takeaway coffee shop. It's it's not the traditional cafe. It's not going to be uh, like I'm sorry to say, not the place to come. You know, sit and do your homework all day. It's it's going to be the place to walk in, get a really great cup of coffee, hang out for a bit. Maybe you know, there's going to be some nice standing room, but um, but there's a huge park right up yeah. right outside our door. Yeah. So come pick up a cup of coffee a quick bite and um, maybe go take a walk around the park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. We, we kind of will have the uh, nicest, largest patio in town because <laughs> yeah. old Poway park is huge. There's endless uh, parking. There's endless seating, uh, beautiful, tall trees. So it's to me, you wouldn't even want to sit in our place cause you'll want to grab a cup of coffee and go out and take a walk through the park. And uh, especially on Saturdays with the farmer's market. So yeah, COVID definitely impacted us that way because, you know, before COVID, yeah, I would want that big spot. I would want the tables. I would want, you know, I I want to make, you know, wood-fired pizza and, and you know, serve beer and all that. But for now, it's looking like it's just yeah. simple, 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 easy. And, yeah. You know. And just great. You mentioned that you were working with uh, Mark Wartman, former guest of the show uh, from Make Good Coffee, yeah. to develop some coffee unique for you guys. What has that process been like and how did you kind of decide which flavors you were looking for? And you know, how would you describe that? Like the the ethos of the coffee coming out of your cafe? Yeah, before we even found our spot, I 
was just researching roasters around town who we just always wanted like our own house blend, no matter who made it or, or uh, where it came from or where I roasted myself. Yeah. And I found Mark and I just liked his motto towards making coffee. I just liked it. It's not, you know, um, I don't know how to put it, but I like, there's no air to him. Like, it's just, he makes great coffee for like everyone for for everyone. You know, it's not some uh, prestigious kind of nose in the air kind of thing that I think sometimes specialty coffee can have. It's coffee for everyone that everyone is going to enjoy a nice solid cup. And that's what really like first drew us to him. So, so then I just asked him like if he was interested in developing a blend with us for our house, um, like our house coffee. And he was more than happy to, and he's been nothing but great and nothing but help since. And, uh, we went and did a couple cuppings and took home a ton of beans and we developed a really nice, a little house blend of it's uh, Peru and Ethiopia, but it's, it's kind of on more of the medium side, but it's getting all the fruitiness and it's getting all the, all the nice chocolate notes you get out of coffee. And it's a really, really great cup of coffee. And I find myself like always wanting it, which is funny that we developed it um, because when we run out of it, I'm like, man, I got to go roast, get some more roasted, you know, like we try to try a lot of coffee, in town but i always really want the blend we developed which is good because i'm hoping everyone else will really (laughs) want the blend we developed well you just i usually end a show with this but i'm going to bump up a question and just you just mentioned you go around trying other coffees what do you get when you guys are out uh exploring or visiting other yeah that is so funny because i know we listen to your podcast and and so many people do say i just get black coffee and that's us too it's there's nothing better yeah and i think there might be a shift in in the world of coffee right now where like like a couple years ago you go and all they had was espresso and some places wouldn't even offer drip coffee and i think there to me what i'm seeing is that shift more towards like that craft beer aspect of where people really want to explore the flavors and aren't concerned about the foam on Mm -hmm. on a latte and you know they want to explore the world of coffee. They don't know where to start. We're hoping to be a place where a lot of people can start that journey because that's what made me fall in love with when I walked into Dark Horse almost yeah. almost 10 years ago, eight years ago. Well, I think there's something interesting too about, uh, you just mentioned the idea that people are exploring flavors and I just immediately started thinking about hops and how you know, 20 years ago, nobody knew the difference between Citra or Mosaic or Strata hops. And, you know, here in San Diego, at least, especially almost everyone at least can name one hop, if not not more than a few. And uh, it feels that coffee might be that way as well. I think Ethiopia is getting a better reputation for having fruitier flavors, but we are still at that beginning phase, which you mentioned. I also get a black coffee generally, and I usually order a drip wherever I go. So that's what I'll order the first time I come to your shop. Yeah. (laughs) It's because I feel like if you are a shop that is making, and I'm infusing some of my own attitude into the show here, which I shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it anyway. I feel like if you're taking the effort to make a really good quality drip coffee that you know is just the thing that someone who doesn't care is going to order, 
that's that means that the rest of your lineup is going to be just as good, if not better. And exactly, yeah. it's a good place to kind of see where the whole place is at. So I definitely understand what you're saying. Do you guys have plans? I know you're working with Mark now, but you mentioned some a little bit about roasting. Do you have plans to do your own roasting in the future? Or is that just sort of a future lucky coffee problem? Yeah, I like. Yeah, so with my my brewing background, that type of stuff is really exciting and interesting to me. But the concentration of running the shop, I think, is the most important right now. Yeah. So I don't want to step away from that. Um, but in the future, definitely, yeah. I want to roast my own coffee and um, explore that world. I just know I couldn't give it the attention I want to. And I don't want to just do it just because it, oh it'll be, it's cheaper when you roast your own coffee i'm if i'm gonna do it i want to give it the attention and that's a, what we love about working with mark is there's someone given the attention and it's a nice it's a nice partnership but yeah in the future for sure we i mean we want to do all sorts of things in the yeah. future yeah we have a lot of like phase two hopes and dreams you know and yeah. roasting our own coffee is definitely a part of that well what are you doing between now and say june in what I don't know, pre-phase, pre-phase one. What are the plans for developing the brand between now and then? Well, we use Instagram, of course, you know, to try and get the word out. Um, but we really love doing just pop-ups around town. We um, we actually do like a regular pop-up with this group called Vans and Coffee. They're like a vanning club that meet every second Sunday at like different locations. We always try and be there serving coffee selling bags, um, just being active that way, just talking. We love going to different coffee shops, especially when we know they're a cart in a building to go check it out and uh, talk with whoever's working and just explore, explore coffee, basically. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're trying to get out there and enjoy all the coffee shops before we're only at our coffee shop every day for the rest, for the next five years. Yeah, so, so between... Um, like drawing up the plans, getting all the required paperwork done, and uh, just just doing like the field research. Uh, that's kind of like what's taking up our time right now. Has there been anything that's kind of surprised you along this journey or that you've learned that seemed especially just you weren't expecting it as you were going through the process? You know, it, uh, we've had so much help from like Chris from Coffee Cycle, like we were saying, and um, just other little coffee shop owners in town have just like been such a guiding light for us. I don't think, like I really haven't had any huge like hurdles, whoa, yeah. like that's crazy kind of thing. Really, I've, I've seen what to expect and nothing has really caught me off guard, which is great. Like, thank God, we're, we're lucky that way. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that you grew up in San Diego and in Poway in particular. How does it feel to be at a point now as adults where you're opening a business there? It, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, we're so lucky. I think that is so cool. Poway is a really like emerging place. And I think that it's going to be great that we're going to be kind of a part of that coming in um, with the more like craft focused coffee shop. You know, it's not just a coffee bean or a Starbucks. I think it's going to be so much fun to bring that to my hometown, you know? 
Yeah. And just provide our community. I just, I love the community there. I mean, we've known it. Yeah. All our friends and family are here and it's just, I, like I said, I play in a church, uh, down the street and just the community there, you know, bugging us every week. When are we going to open? Yeah, and it's, it's just, just, it's, it's very exciting. It's everyone's, very exciting. everyone's excited about it. Everyone yeah. we talk to just random people we meet in the grocery store or whatever, like yeah. everyone's just so excited. And so I'm excited to bring this back home basically. And then you combine that feeling with running into people you haven't seen in 20 years. And that, so it's a, it's a yeah. whole whirlwind of, of feelings. Yeah, definitely. Well, your enthusiasm is is clearly coming through and, and somewhat infectious. I'm excited to go out and start a business <laughs> this afternoon myself. I don't know what it'll be yet, but I'm sure that I will. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you want people to know about yourselves or about Lucky Coffee or just about your plans? Let's see. That's a tough one. That's probably the one we should have had in our <laughs> ready to go. Prepared for that. Um, well, I just want to yeah, let people know how excited we are. Uh, I think we're really great, honest people, and we're going to bring a great, honest product to to the world, to San Diego. We're going to be focused on high quality, like you were saying, a cup made just for you. We're running with a pour-over concept, so it's going to be espresso-less um, shop, and we're going to be focusing really, really on that roast profile and uh, different origins and really having a a place where newbies can come in. I really want it to be a place that isn't intimidating for the, you know, less inclined coffee drinker to um, come in and kind of understand what is a pour over? Like, why is coffee, this coffee different from this one? And not be afraid to come in and ask those questions. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun to bring that to Poway where maybe people think that that people just want Starbucks or whatever here, but I don't think that's true. And we're just excited all around. People have always liked coffee. And <laughs> if you just make a better cup of coffee, I think it, it'll, it'll, it'll come. Yeah. You mentioned that you were doing uh, pop-ups. What's the best way for people to follow along and find out when you are doing a pop-up if they can't wait until, you know, summer of 2022? <laughs> Currently, it's just the Instagram. We're, we had a website up for a little... We weren't thrilled with it, so we're in the middle of redoing it, getting it ready for, for a professional yeah, setting. Hopefully, um, by the time this airs, it'll yeah, be Yeah, that's true. But yeah, our Instagram is just at lucky with an IE coffee, and that's where we would just do our updates, you know, keep it casual, just on Instagram. Yeah. I think that's kind of how a lot of people, you know, get their news these days. So <laughs> it is pretty amazing how that is used uh, almost as a website. You really, if you weren't yeah. selling something, you really could live without a website as a business now, yeah. which is new. Uh, I do have to know who uh, is snoring in the background there. Oh, oh my is it coming through? That's our little pup. <laughs> uh, he looks Great. like he is going to be a, the workhorse of the group. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's our little staffy. She's, she's 15 years old and still acts like a puppy, so going to be our little shop dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say congratulations uh, to you guys for one, having an idea and deciding to follow it through. Uh, I wish you the best as you go through this process and I'm excited to see what comes out of it in Poway.
it'll give me a reason to like go over to Poway and go for a hike and get a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, so much great hiking up there and, and there's, there's a, there's a lot to do on this side of town. I think it's going to be really fun, not just for locals of Poway, but for a lot of San Diegans, you know, yeah, it's going to be a really, and gonna... see the city in the country. Yeah. It's the city in the country. <laughs> that's, that's Poway's mo- motto or like slogan is city in the country. So um, I think that's just so cute. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your well wishes. And this has been like such a nice conversation. I really enjoyed listening to Katie and Tom tell their story, not just because it was interesting, but because they radiate positivity. I can be a pretty cynical human being, but an hour with those two, and I wanted to spend more time focusing on all the ways that I too am lucky in life. Katie and Tom being partners in life and in business is an intriguing variable in their story. The sitcom stereotype is that people go to work to get away from their partners. But more and more, I find that for some people, it just works. After our official show recording ended, Tom and Katie and I spent about another half an hour chatting about being a family in a business, and about coffee, and about Poway, California. The tape was still rolling, so with their permission, here are a few selected excerpts from that part of our conversation, post-interview. Here's clip one. The more I talk to people and business owners and people doing cool stuff, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> you know, they just say, this is what I did and it just happened to work, you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of been inspiring for me because it's not so daunting. Like, oh, I'm not a part of this like business club and I don't know what the heck uh, I'm doing. It's it's made it like more fun and more DIY, which I mean, we love. So that's like another way we're going about lucky is just really trying to make it all DIY We do everything, and just learning from that, I think, is so fun. And here's clip two. We've lived in some interesting situations. We've lived on sailboats. We've lived in vans traveling the country, and we hit those points where we had no money and, and we were still having a great time. <laughs> and then you, and then it makes, when you have money, you're like, oh, things aren't that bad. So. I feel like this should be part of the show. I'll share some of this with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it and share it with you. And if you give me permission, I will. But I, lo- I want to hear more about this sailboat situation. <laughs> uh, but the idea that we would, we spent a lot of our 20s not being very smart about money either, but we traveled a lot. And mm-hmm. those experiences have come back to benefit us in so many ways. And there is the alternative of that where you just go and work and you work real hard and you have a bunch of money up front, but then you don't get those experiences either. Right. Yeah. So was was not being so smart with your money early on, was it actually smart? Because <laughs> you gained all those life, you know, experiences and I mean that that is priceless, right? Right. I, I mean I do, I agree with you. And it's it was a good reminder, a good lesson to learn to not necessarily judge the intelligence of your actions in the moment. Uh, you don't know what the fallout is until later. Yeah, exactly. And now that we haven't traveled, it's it's certainly appreciated that we did at least at some point. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah with the pandemic. But even even all that traveling you've done, it it just makes like when you're just hanging out in your hometown, you're like very content. You're like, I, I love it here because when yeah. you do travel, you realize how much you miss it at home. Yeah. And that's, so- yeah. Another thing coming back to Poway is, you know, we have, we like live down 
by the beach now and it's just uh, coming back to our hometown, you really see it with fresh eyes and you really have more of an appreciation for like where you've come from, you know? And so I found that really great and it's such a benefit of travel. Come back to San Diego and you're like, wow, this truly is America's finest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. During today's interview, Katie mentioned that one of the first shops she worked in had a La Marzocco in the corner. If you weren't sure from context or you haven't heard of them, she was referring to the La Marzocco branded espresso machines. The Italy-based company has been in business since 1927, first making coffee machines and then high-end espresso machines since the 1940s. They continually have been fronting the wave of coffee and espresso machine technology. Katie and Tom are less than 90 days away from getting the keys to their new coffee shop home. I'll be watching their Instagram, at Lucky Coffee, for updates, so I can travel down to experience their hospitality firsthand. For your reference, the Lucky in Lucky Coffee is spelled L-U-C-K-I-E. I want to thank you for listening to the show today. We've had a pretty awesome season four so far, and have some great interviews and Coffee Smarter episodes on deck for the second half of the season, including conversations with Big J Friedman of Compa Coffee, Tyler Whitehead of Ignite Coffee Company, and Jared Hills of Hasea Coffee Source in Anaheim. Jared let me know that he has a few last-minute openings in his coffee education classes this weekend, and I'll link to those in the newsletter if you're interested. If you find yourself appreciating this show or appreciating your coffee experiences more because of it, and you decide to sign up for a paid subscription to the Roast West Coast Coffee Newsletter, I'll donate 100% of the proceeds to a humanitarian aid group supporting Ukrainian refugees for the rest of the month. There are links on roastwestcoast.com to some of those groups if you're interested in doing so yourself. If you know of other ways to support or groups that you think do good work in the world, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram at roastwestcoast. Before we go today, I have some news from our industry partner, Camp Coffee. They've added hours and will be open till 6 p.m. most nights which is pretty cool because they're also going to be hosting more events. They're kicking things off tomorrow, Thursday, March 10th, with a little happy hour event with live music, artists creating new work on site, and they're giving everyone who mentions the secret code sentence, quote, I'm here to jam with Cam and Sam, end quote, at the register 20% off from 4 to 5.30 p.m. Also, if you know Oceanside, California at all, you know their Sunset Farmer's Market on Thursday nights is a scene and Camp Coffee Company is only a block away. I also want to thank industry partners for their support, Cafe La Terre, Moster Coffee Company, Leap Coffee, Marea Coffee, Steady State Coffee Roasting, Coffee Cycle Roasting, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, First Light Whiskey, and Zumbar Coffee and Tea. I'll be at the Zumbar Cardiff and Tea location in Cardiff on Friday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. I'll have the microphone set up and be ready to chat with you on the record about coffee, your favorite type of coffee drinks, and obviously why you love this podcast. If you're looking for a job in coffee, we've started a coffee jobs thread on the website roastwestcoast.com, and if you're a coffee business with open jobs, please tag us on Instagram at roastwestcoast and we'll get those added to the thread. Thank you to everyone for subscribing and listening. Siri Simran Kulsa, the executive director of Lofty Coffee, is back for the next Coffee Smarter episode tomorrow. We discuss the finer points to coffee tasting. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast 
is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this show has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity and coffee to make it through the day. And please, always tip your baristas, they've earned it, and be sure to drink good coffee. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast and you want more and more and more coffee content, please consider buying us a cup of coffee or signing up for a paid subscription to the Roast West Coast Coffee newsletter. That'd be real cool of you. And with enough subscribers, we'll be able to focus on creating coffee content for you all day, every day. Subscriptions are a great way to show appreciation for this podcast. Just head to roastwestcoast.com to subscribe or buy us that cup of coffee. Thanks for listening, everyone.